When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Mind Over Money, a brand new financial well-being podcast. I'll be your host, Gemma Sherlock. You may know me from the mental health podcast, No Really, I'm Fine. Well, I'm back, but for something slightly different. We've teamed up with our friends at NatWest to explore how our finances can have a huge impact on our mental health. Money may seem like the number one concern, but our minds should be a priority. Remember, Mind Over Money. Whether you have an existing mental health problem or you're starting to find things difficult, the pandemic has put a huge amount of extra strain on students. A recent survey conducted by mental health charity Mind revealed that people aged 18 to 24 reported worse mental health and well-being during the 2020 UK lockdown. Nearly three quarters, that's 73%, of students said that their mental health declined during the lockdown. Student life can already be a stressful thing, but to find yourself suddenly away from family and forced to stay in your accommodation because of the pandemic can almost be too much to bear. Student Ella Hutchinson shares her experiences of what her life has been like as she navigates moving to a new city away from home during the pandemic. The first year student who is trained to be a nurse talks about how difficult life has been as she tries to learn online away from the classroom and how support surrounding finances has almost been non-existent. We've done a series of episodes mainly looking at financial well-being and and how the pandemic has affected loads of people in terms of people's lives and finances and and stress and loss of jobs and things like that. Obviously what's been noticeable is, well to me anyway because I follow quite a lot of students on Instagram, is the overwhelming sense of loneliness and sort of a feeling of entrapment when lockdown first happened and new students certainly were going into their accommodation and being told to stay in there and and face um, a lockdown on their own. Is that something that you've experienced or know of? Yeah, definitely. Talk me through then, Ali, with your experiences and when you started university. When we first, as a cohort, when we all first started, we were really excited to meet each other. We had these like huge group chats and we were planning to meet each other in the the local or you can eat and we were all really excited but then you know the the lockdown happened and we couldn't meet each other so we were like oh you know it's okay we tried to be positive and said that we'd meet each other when we started our face-to-face sessions in uni unfortunately that didn't really go to plan either and we had to start all of our lessons online which was really difficult at first because it was alien technology to me having to use Microsoft Teams I'd never used it before, so trying to figure it all out at half eight in the morning, it was quite a struggle. And a lot of people had the the same issues as well. And then when we had to go for our face-to-face sessions in uni, it wasn't until a couple of weeks after we'd started that we were actually allowed. And we had to stay socially distanced at all times. We were barely allowed to speak to each other. It was it was quite sad really because we couldn't really mingle and we couldn't really like speak to each other in 
you know, just sort of make friends. Even though we were surrounded by people, we were so alone in like our own little bubble. In terms of your living arrangements, because I imagine before a pandemic, there's student halls, everyone mingles together, that sort of thing. People have their own accommodation, but still share houses. What was the accommodation situation like then? I moved into, it's like a block of flats almost. And you can get in like the big studios where multiple people live together. But I chose to get one by myself. I wasn't really sure that living with people I didn't know would be best for me. Um, That was a huge mistake (laughs) now that we're quite far into the new lockdown. Because when we were told, you know, don't mix with anybody from the accommodation, you have to stay in your rooms at all times. It was sort of, it was really hard because not knowing anybody and I moved from Wales here to England so I have no family here Um, I have no friends so I sort of moved all alone into four white walls with terrible reception so I can't even watch tv half the time and it, it was really lonely it just felt like I was trapped and I was just looking out the window at groups of friends walking past that were living in the same houses together I was really envious and you know it was just such a huge mistake for me to want to live on my own and obviously though you you know hindsight's a wonderful thing but you couldn't have predicted what was going to happen when you made that decision could you definitely luckily I when the lockdown was lifted and you were allowed to meet with about six people outside I met with a few people from my accommodation so I don't feel as alone anymore they don't live with me they live in like different blocks in the accommodation but You know, I know that they're always here if I have an emergency. I know that I can always give them a ring because before that, I thought, what if I need to go to the hospital? What if something happens and I've got no family to ring and nobody can just come and pick me up? You know, it was quite worrying to think that I was completely alone in a whole new city. It was like a whole new world for me. Everything was just so different. Have you been able to see family? Correct me if I'm wrong, before Christmas when students were allowed to go home, were you able to do that? Yeah, I managed to go home for Christmas, which I'm really thankful for. So what is it you're studying, Ella? Um, I'm studying adult nursing. So quite an an intense course. I imagine it's very hands-on as well. Yeah, definitely. So how has lockdown and the pandemic then affected your course so far? You mentioned, you know, getting to grips of Microsoft Teams and things like that, but how else has it affected? I mean, you spoke to me yesterday about being on placement as well. Are you still able to do things or are things quite restricted? What's changed? Things are really restricted at the minute. We weren't really allowed to have training sessions. We did get them, you know, fair play. They did really try and we did get our training days, but it was quite difficult when they'd say, oh, you know, remain distance, but work together as a team and figure this out. And it's like, well, how do you really expect us to work as a team when we can't work as a team? Yeah. (laughs) When we can't get together and work. After a while, the face-to-face sessions had to stop and everything was sort of taught online. But the online lessons were, they were basically useless, really. I learned nothing. So they put the materials, the learning materials on something where you have like different classrooms with different materials on that you can look in and do your work on. So being a, a student nurse is scary in your first year because it's, it's all new. The huge weight of responsibility like comes crashing down on you and, you know, it hits you that this is a really important job that you've got. And having to teach yourself everything is equally as scary because what if I don't teach myself correctly and and I get it wrong and I make a huge mistake that ends up really badly negatively impacting a patient in the future? 
because the only person I've got then to blame is myself. So it's a huge responsibility, which must be really anxiety-inducing as well for you. In terms of, you know, when you were saying you feel like you're not learning much because of everything that's online, what about the fees then? Are you still expected to pay the full amount of fees? Do you feel like that's been a bit of a waste of time? Yeah, that I'm still, I still do need to pay and that is a complete waste of time really because I'm paying to be taught at uni and I'm not being taught at uni. Have people been sort of discussing that at university? Has, has that been a real problem for people? Yeah, definitely because during lockdown a lot of people they were working at cafes and things and they've they've lost their jobs. So they have to heavily rely on our student loans. But student loans go off your parents' income and a lot of us can't rely on our parents. We're sort of financially sort of on our own. So being expected as an adult now to leech off your parents for money during this pandemic, it's embarrassing for some people because some people don't want to crawl to their parents and ask for money they want to be able to earn it on their own but we have to pay so much money towards uni when there's absolutely no point in us paying it yeah and what about your situation Ella have you been struggling financially yeah it it is quite a struggle I've sort of never really had to learn to budget my money before and you know bargain hunting things and I managed to join a group on Facebook it's not specifically for students just for people that are on a budget and how you can cook and things on a budget. And that's really helped me, you know, buying reduced veg and freezing that and cooking it and meal prepping and things like that. Things I never even knew really existed until now. It has really helped, but not everybody can afford to buy vegetables and things. I just, I know somebody who eats just plain pasta because she can't even afford to put cheese on it or anything. And it, it is heartbreaking to know that there are people in my uni that are struggling and that I can't even help them. It really does break my heart. If you don't mind me asking, Ella, how much was your fees each year for, for university? Because I remember, I mean, I'm trying to think back of when, when I was in uni, but <laughs> when I was in uni, I remember it being about three grand a year for my course. I just got in before putting up the fees so I imagine it's a lot higher than that this time around definitely yeah I wish it was three grand it's um I don't know the exact number but it's over nine grand for one year for one year yeah and how long's your course for um I'm doing the integrated master's degree so that's four years yeah what's going to happen now then in lockdown has it sort of still been virtual learning has you know conversations been had between yourselves and the university about hoping to get back to some kind of normal soon um, communication with the uni isn't great at the minute. Um, it's very much, you know, we get an email on the day. Oh, hey, there's a, a class in five minutes. Can you log on? And things like that. And it's really difficult for some people because a lot of people struggle with childcare as well, especially in the lockdown. They can't be expected to just quickly hop onto a, a chat online when you've got children that need feeding, that need bathing, that are possibly running ragged in the background. You know, it's quite difficult. And at the moment, my online lessons and everything have stopped because I'm in placement now for the next few weeks. So they don't really layer that on top of us, thankfully. But so far, I've not been told anything about when our online lessons are starting up again or if we'll even get any face-to-face sessions in the next few months. So have you even had a chance to meet any of your tutors or anything like that face-to-face? I think I've met two of my tutors face-to-face. It must be so hard, like especially when you join university. I couldn't even imagine just doing everything online. Yeah, it is really it is really frightening having to do everything, 
you know, we've not got much support either from the uni. So I just feel like I'm really alone. Luckily, I have that group chat and I message saying, does anybody have any idea what this means? And half of them will say no, but there'll be that one person that does. And then we'll all benefit from that because, you know, we have at least one form of communication. Do you have a student's union at all? Have they even any help? I think we do have one, but they've not been in touch. I suppose they're in a similar situation, aren't they? They're students themselves. So Yeah. Going back to your finance and fees and stuff, because I know, say, for example, mortgages, you can sort of take breaks and stuff on when you pay and during lockdown. Has there been anything similar for student loans or have they been in touch to offer any help at all? No, absolutely nothing. I still have to pay my rent in full for my accommodation every month. There's absolutely no support for that whatsoever. Is your rent quite a lot of money as well? Yeah, it's £700 a month. That's shocking on your own as well. And can the student loan cover that? For the minute, but I really have to, you know, heavily budget. So when I get my student loans, it's like an instalment of a couple grand and that's supposed to last you a good few months. So I take out all of my rent for the next few months until I next get paid. And then I take out as much as I'll need for food. And then I'll take out what I might need for essentials, like say shampoo or toilet roll and things. And then whatever's left, I just sort of save. That sounds really sensible because I know a lot of other people might really struggle to sort of even think about budgeting as well. Learning to budget is really difficult and you've never had to do it before. Yeah, definitely. I felt that as well when I was a bit younger and, and luckily um, now I'm in a position where I can rely on my partner to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, if you are in a situation where you can't rely on your student loan, I imagine trying to get a job in the middle of a pandemic as well isn't easy, especially when you mentioned before that people are losing them. Yeah, completely. I'm unemployed at the minute and I can't find a job anywhere because mm. nowhere's either taking them on because of the pandemic or they're just not open because of the pandemic. Uh, I'm just sort of focusing on placement at the minute and hoping that I'll get offered a position on the bank at the hospital that I'm in. But, you know, that's never guaranteed. What sort of hospital are you are you at the moment? Is it on A&E or is it on a ward? I'm on a vascular ward at the minute. Oh, right. Okay. Well, and what's that like? That's absolutely brilliant. I was so scared with it being my first placement. And, you know, vascular ward sounds really scary, but... It's honestly, it's amazing. The staff there are so lovely and, you know, really understanding student nurses that are always willing to help. If they're about to do something, they'll ask you, oh, have you learned how to do this yet? Do you want me to show you whilst I do it? So you never really have to ask. They're always offering you so many different opportunities there to learn. And it's it's fantastic. I was offered by some surgeons as well to watch a vascular surgery taking place. And I'm so excited to see that. Oh, that sounds amazing. So when you're in the hospital as well, I imagine it's COVID safe, but when you're in there, is it more intense? Is it more busy because of the pandemic or are you in a completely different department? Um, It is extremely busy because of the pandemic. Every ward at the minute has got at least, you know, one case of COVID on it. The ward that I'm in, it had an entire bay of COVID. So every time you go in, you have to be in full scrubs, gowns, masks, gloves, goggles, visors, the lot. It's 100 degrees on the wards, you know, so you're sweating, you can't see, everything's foggy. Patients are, they're ill, they're in pain. It is really difficult. I've seen people, you know, come out of the COVID bays and just start crying because it's so difficult to watch another human in that situation. But it's so difficult to have to work in those conditions as well. So not only do you have to cope with a completely different way of learning at university, 
you know, you also need to budget as well. And then you go into somewhere where you're at risk, aren't you, essentially, of catching coronavirus. How do you sort of cope with all that? Um, With the whole coronavirus thing, I think I'm okay. You know, I've accepted that because I'm going to be on the wards. The wards are going to have COVID. I've accepted that, you know, at some point I am going to catch it. It is scary to think I have got asthma. So it is a bit frightening to think of what could happen, especially when you see people on ventilators and you just think, oh, my God, that could be me. But I've sort of accepted that fact that, you know, this is what I'm going to do. You know, COVID may never go away. So when I do become a registered nurse, this might be what I have to do for maybe the rest of my life, you know. So I've managed to, you know, be able to deal with that quite well. And in terms of personally and and university how are you coping with all that? I know we've talked about support, but are you finding it a bit easier this time around? It's really stressful because, you know, we're given assignments and things that we need to do when we're getting barely any support or help for those assignments. And I'm, I'm constantly messaging people like, can you help me? Do you have any idea what to do? I'm Googling almost everything because there's only so much that I can really teach myself. Because if I don't understand what I'm trying to learn, then you know, I, I don't understand. So trying to make sense of everything is is really stressful, especially when there's no support on the uni's end either. Do you think the government as well need to sort of recognise that students, especially at university, do need more support? Because I know there's been a lot of talk about whether primary school pupils and high school people should be in school, but there hasn't been really much talk around university students, I've noticed. Have you, have you noticed that as well? Yeah, 100%. And I do think that I don't think it should be cancelled like how schools are, but it should really be more laid back because I'm on placement, you know, on COVID wards in the hospital and they're 12-hour days over three days a week, completely unpaid, absolutely knackered to then have to work on my assignments, which I'm getting like no support for. That takes like four times longer to do an assignment than it usually would. So I think it is a lot to put on especially in new students' shoulders. Yeah, when they're in somewhere completely new and learning something completely new, like you're saying, you would think that maybe the fellow scheme could extend to students, but that hasn't happened either, has it? No. Do other people in your accommodation feel the same way, Ella? Or are more people struggling financially, would you say? Yeah, I know that. I know so many people are, are struggling at the minute. A lot, like almost everybody in my cohort is struggling. And I don't know many people here in my accommodation apart from the few that I met in the past. But, you know, I sent Christmas cards to everyone this year just in case anybody was alone over the holidays, just letting them know that I was always available to be contacted and things. And a few people did respond saying like, oh, you know, thank you. That's quite a nice thing to do. I know that there are some people that couldn't even go home over Christmas because A, they couldn't afford transport there. B, wherever they were going to was in a complete strict lockdown and they've had to spend Christmas Day alone without their families, possibly for the first time since they were born. That's so awful. Even if, say, we went in a lockdown and pubs and bars and, and restaurants were back open again, some students might not even be able to afford to go out and, you know, have a break from their assignments. Would you be in that situation or do you think you would manage? I don't think I'd be able to mm. go out. If the lockdown's lifted, I don't think I would be able to afford it really yeah and it's it's that balance of saving money but also doing something to help your mental health by actually getting out for a bit of you know bit of fresh air or a bit of change of scenery so I can imagine that'll be hard when lockdown is hopefully lifted soon 
it, it will be definitely at least you'll be able to uh meet up hopefully and go out yeah. and do something different if someone else, if another student is listening to this right now, perhaps they're a first year student or they're in university in a different accommodation in their second year or just really struggling, what sort of advice would you give them to help with their mental health and also if they're worried about their finances? Um, my advice would be, it does seem like there's absolutely no support at the minute, but support can usually be found in the strangest of places you know, join Facebook groups that teach you how to budget. There's so many mental health services that you can call. Join a group with maybe your whole, like your uni cohort and see if any of them can offer you support. And I'm always available. I've got absolutely nothing to do. So my phone's always in my hand and I will always pick up the phone to anyone that calls. I hate the fact that there are students out there that possibly cry themselves to sleep over this whole situation thinking that they're completely alone in this because there is support out there it might seem bleak because there is barely any support from the unis but you know facebook the internet it's a great place sometimes and you can find support on there what if some students haven't got the internet i mean i imagine most do but what do they do then I have thought about that before mm. um, and I have right outside my window, I'm looking at it right now, we've got the Samaritans, it's like a walk-in sort of Samaritans shop and you know you can, they, ha- they did have a sign up a few weeks ago actually saying that, just said something like students if you're struggling give us a call or drop in and speak to us and things so that was quite nice, that sign's gone from the window but I think that they're renovating so. Oh well that's good that they were open though and letting people know that they're there at least. Yeah I did try and volunteer because of the pandemic they're not letting anybody join and it sounds like you've got enough going on as it is <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your list. <laughs> is there anything you want to add that you feel like I've not asked you know there are a few petitions out there for people to sign you know to get students more support from the government and things but I feel like they're they're never addressed they always sort of get pushed back not enough people know about the petitions out there to make a change okay well um this podcast is in association with NatWest, so they've been quite helpful in giving us expert advice as well and support they can offer for students you don't have to be with NatWest; they're just offering advice so there might be some tips on there as well about banking and, and things like that that does sound great i'm not with NatWest, unfortunately you don't have to be yeah it does sound like i'd be a big help to people okay then Ella. well i wish i was talking to you about something nice i feel like every time i've spoken to you now, <laughs> it's just been horrible <laughs> something horrible but um no do keep in touch and i really appreciate you speaking to me today it's been um good to get an insight to what's really going on because i definitely feel like it needs to be talked about more yeah definitely Okay, well, you take care and you've got my personal number now if you ever need to chat as well. Please feel free. Okay, thank you. All right, then, Ella, take care. Bye. There are a range of support options for students who are facing financial difficulty during this difficult time. And these are available through websites, telephone numbers and even text communications. Gov.uk offers a range of grants that might be available and suitable for you. This can be in the form of universal credit. Also, some universities offer what is called hardship funds, and these are emergency funds that offer emergency cash for those who really need it. There are a range of support options available to students who are facing financial hardship during this difficult time. You are probably best speaking to your university or your university rep about these 
particularly hardship funds and whether you would be eligible. You can also contact Student Finance England on 0300-100-0607 and you can speak to a representative about your options. If you don't want to speak to Student Finance England on the phone, you can also text 18001 followed by 03001000607. There is support out there. If you are a student, you might be interested in hearing about the latest scam called Money Mules. And I speak to Kat Livesey from NatWest's fraud department about how this scam works and why it is targeting students in particular. Thank you for listening to Mind Over Money. If you would like more information on ways you can help your financial well-being, then reach out to your bank. If you are struggling financially, then your bank should be your first point of call. They are there to help. You can also reach out to mental health charities such as Rethink Mental Illness via their website at rethink.org. Citizens Advice also offer free advice to help you find a way forward whatever the problem. Visit their website via www.citizensadvice.org.uk or call 0800-144-8848. Thank you for listening to Minds Over Money. If you would like more information on ways you can help your financial well-being, then reach out to your bank. If you are struggling financially, then your bank should be your first point of call. They are there to help. You can also reach out to mental health charities such as Rethink Mental Illness via their website at rethink.org. Citizens Advice also offer free advice to help you find a way forward, whatever the problem. Visit their website via citizensadvice.org.uk or call 0800 144 That's 0800 144